Welcome to This, That, and the Other. I'm Laura. And I'm Fiocra. This is a podcast of Miscellany. You'll hear our reflections, deep thoughts, and shared experiences. It includes stories of us you may or may not know about. With some banter, laughter, and chat, we hope this podcast series keeps you entertained. Or even makes you think back in time yourselves. Let's get into it. This, that, and the other. All right. Welcome back to... This, that, and the other. Wow. It's like you're on some slow-mo today. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I guess, finding our inner chefs and maybe the recipes that we perfected or will plan to. That's what this episode's about. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently. Cooking in the kitchen like a chef. Okay, not quite, but. Cooking in the kitchen. Cooking. Yeah. So I think it's been an interesting journey uh, with you, Fairkra, in life and in our world of cookery because I was never really big into like cooking or doing stuff in the kitchen. Like I, I would do things, but it was never really my thing. But you really like it. Yeah, we yeah. When I was young, like when I was a kid, like when I was five or six, I did did cookery classes during the summer and stuff like that. So you went to like kid chef co- cooking class. Yeah. Would you cook as a kid chef? I can't remember. It was part of our, like summer, like you do sports and then you do cooking and then you do, I don't know what else we do. Crack an egg, boil an egg, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese isn't as big in Ireland. No, that's not a thing. Mm, it's delicious though. Okay, so uh, lots of my cooking. I don't know. We never were a big cooking family foodie family i think my sister and i got into it later in life as adults um but living with you you are you love to cook yeah well my mother had a restaurant for a while as well when we were growing up so we worked in there we didn't do any cooking in there but we were around it yeah but you actually like to cook though yeah why i don't know as when i cooked all the way through college and stuff like that so i like like making my own food why well, it, it calms you. I, I find it calming after work as well sometimes. Um, that Like you can just concentrate on that and forget about everything else that's going on. So you find like doing more work after work calming. Let me just get that straight. It's, it's, it's not work. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of effort though. Like I think that's the issue where a lot of people don't cook because they don't. They find it work. They find it to be intensive. What do you like about the process of cooking? No, that's why it's just you can clear your mind and just concentrate on the actual cooking part and the food and the ingredients and putting them together. And you the, like chopping the vegetables. You like cutting things. Not necessarily. I like the actual. If I'd love to have a sous chef who did all that, and then I could just actually cook. Um, that'd be perfect. But wait, are we just resolving a problem, a conflict in our life that maybe I should just sous chef you and you cook? Yeah, we could do that. I, I find the cutting methodical. Like I could plug into, you and I have speakers in the house or plug into a podcast and listen to my ears. I find that relaxing. Mm-hmm. I don't like the cooking part, but I've grown to learn from you. Um, you are a really good cook. I like cooking. I don't know how good I am, but yeah, I guess I'm better than the average person. You like following a recipe. Uh, so this is how we differ. Uh, this and that. We're going to talk about our cooking styles. I think you like the following like a step-by-step thing and accomplishing something. Well, that's part. Well, that's because of what we've been, been doing recently or however long we've been doing this for. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. You actually like a recipe in general. Like you've got recipe books. You'll follow the ingredients. You like putting it together and there's a process and it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. So I just like making it up as I go. <laughs> so this is improv. We do 
have like out of the box things. No one sponsors us, but if you do want to, Blue Apron, uh, we're here for you. No, I think I don't mind it, but I also know they could just make it up as I go. And people aren't comfortable with cooking, so that might be a reason why it's for those new box home kits like Home Chef, Blue Apron. There's lots of them out there. Yep. Um, Sun Basket. Any of you guys want to sponsor us? Let us know. Um, we are thinking really about what gets people in the kitchen cooking other than a pandemic. They have to know. Well, they don't because they can get takeout. Sure. Would you have takeout seven days a week? Some people do regardless. Yeah, they think that's something we learned about coming to the U.S. Um, so let's talk about like recipes you like cooking. You, you, we'll start with you first because you're a fan of it. Well, well, that's the thing. I was just thinking about it when we were talking about it earlier on. I mean, I, I think that I used to make a lot more different recipes before we had Blue Apron because we, I do have all those food and drink or whatever they are, um, annual cookbooks, cookbooks that yeah. I used to go to. Um, and I've I've stopped a lot of them. But then again, like I, li- I like different things than you do as well. I, I like meat more um, and things like lamb. You like red meats more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. And gamey meats and things like that. So you would go out of the box. Um, yeah, I pull that down. I had to pull down for the meatballs I made. So... So I do use some of those. Um, I actually never had any cookbooks before I met you. So, like, you are a cook. You are the house chef. Yeah. And people say that to us. Like, no, I really like just the cleaning up part because I do that better. And you do the cooking better. It's true. Okay. We can't nod in a podcast, Fricker. You, <laughs> you have to give an audible response. Um, okay. So I think about, like, so what are the what's the recipe that you've been working on over the years? You've gotten really good at And the one I think about is actually from Canadian Living. It's... Uh, yeah, the butter chicken. Yeah, the butter chicken. Talk about that. Why did you start making that? Uh, I, 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 somebody actually posted it online uh, who, who I know, and I was just like, hmm. On the I social like networks? Chicken. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I said, oh, that looks nice. I like butter chicken. That was always a favorite of mine when I was down in Mexico. That was, that was one of the, the best dishes that they had and the only Indian that, that was down there at the time. Um, so I just decided to make it. And it's it's not complicated. I mean, it's a slow cooker recipe. So you just have to prepare all the ingredients. And there are a lot of ingredients. Um, There's a lot of spices, specific spices. Yeah. yeah. That, and we acquired those from some street vendor, market vendor. Mm. Yeah, we got some from, like, remember that little vendor thing off of uh, where Gloria's is? They had some, like, street market sale. Yeah, we still have most of those. No, we got most of, we inherited most of them from um, my friend who was also in Mexico and is now back in England. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. realize that. When he moved, we got, got all of his spices. This is, uh, what's his face? I'm trying to, I'm searching. Yeah, good friend, name. huh? Can't know his name. <laughs> uh, Richard Bowles, maybe? No. Oh, I don't know. He's Indian. Talking. Jazz oh, Jazz. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I need to. We need to write him a thank you. You should give, send him his love then, because those spices are going a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, y- you really do it from scratch, and so you've perfected it. And uh, why is that your best recipe? Do you think? Uh, it's it's pretty friendly. It's it's not. I can I can like it says hello. No, but it, <laughs> it's it's not user friendly. It's user friendly in that because because I've made it so often, I know. Some people don't like spicy. Some people do like spicy. So I can alter the actual flavor based on whoever's going to be eating it. Right. So I can so I can play around with it a lot based, yeah. based on whoever I expect is going to be eating it. 
So we used to have like a game night where the people that have a bland flavor palette of Tejas and Texas, they you made it like a lot more. I wouldn't say bland, but yeah. Milder. Yeah, milder. Yeah. Milder. Less, a different kind of spice. Um, You don't care about me. You make it super spicy. And the longer we have it. You like spicy stuff too. I do. I do. Uh, That's, it's a growing taste of that. So um, that's one of your dishes. So chicken curry. What else are you perfecting? Um, something else I've been doing last well I, I, I've been bar- I barbecue quite a lot as well I mm-hmm. haven't been and smoked but I haven't that, done that as much either uh, but I have been curing bacon yeah talk about that a bit so yeah that's again that's that's something that's not too complicated um, it's just a bit of time it's just I kick by the pork belly um, you, cure, you cure it with like a bunch of salt and- yeah cure, cure it with some some salt and some intense salts, mm-hmm. like pink. Yeah, some special pink. Is uh, it iodized? Iodized salt, yeah. It's, it's very. It's not, not something that you'd put on food and eat. It's just specifically for for this purpose. For curing yeah. meats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and then this bacon's quite good. Uh, it uh, goes in your smoker that looks like a small fridge. Yeah, it, it sits in the fridge, gets turned over for five days a week, and then smokes for... I think three or four hours, and then so the marination or curing process is like seven days, mm-hmm. and then it goes into the goes into the smoker. Okay, and that's it. Voila! Then it's done. Then you just need to slice and cook it. Yeah, so that's been good and the tasty. So we have homemade breakfasts, and a lot of our work. I think we've been just doing it because you need to fill the time, or you want to make stuff as well instead of looking at a screen. So that's been good. Um, I guess what's my my thing? So that was this that is me cooking yeah so you often been as you were saying you don't you you're not a big fan of cooking but i think you've got into some of this since the pandemic has started especially you've like done done a lot i've done some before the pandemic let's slow the roll on that one no a lot more i'm saying Mm, yeah it's because i'm procrastinating on projects i should be working (laughs) on uh not my real job but like other projects um so but you've got some favorite people who you like who like listen to podcasts of i do um so for those of you who are interested in cooking but you don't think you can do it i recommend home cooking it's with samin nasrat and her friend uh hirishi Ave, oh, I should know his name. He does Sonic Exploder as well. Um, but they talk about ways to solve like your pantry problems to what if you don't have certain things to, um, you name it, making ice cream or something delicious. So um, she's great. I actually never had cookbooks until I met you, like I said, because I don't know, I lived in a city at the one time and I was single and I could go out. It's hard to cook for just one or it's not mm. hard. It's just, I don't know. I think I enjoy cooking for people versus not. It was just me. Cooking for animals? No, it was just for me. You know, Jack would be well fed. Uh, Our dog would be well fed. No, I feel like it's better to be enjoyed with someone, I guess, that effort. Yeah, maybe. No, it definitely is. I mean, food is is definitely better when when you're cooking it and having with somebody else. Especially if you're going to go to trouble and like a lot of ingredients and time and variation things like that yeah and i used to like being single like i never cooked a whole lot but my neighbor did in toronto but she ate like the same thing always and i i can good for you because that's great but i'm not i like to mix up what i'm eating and so that's for me i don't know i don't like the same things i think if we didn't have blue apron we'd probably eat some of the same dishes we wouldn't mix it up much right yeah but that's just natural and that's part of some of 
the reason why we like it. Yeah, I like the non-food waste, mixing it up, variety. Actually, really non-food waste. I hate to throw out food ever, so that's a big thing. Or having too much food and it goes off or, yeah. So what, what made you get into the dishes that you're cooking at the moment then? Uh, so what do you, th- what would you say my, my cooking, my dish that I'm perfecting is, what do you think I'm perfecting? Well, you've got a couple of, you're, you're doing gangbusters on the, on the various breads. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I've got a, like a flour problem. So someone bought me a 50 pound bag of flour, 50, five, zero. So that's a industrial size bag. Yeah. But you've got through more than half of it. Yeah. So I have been making bread, um, and I, that was something I didn't really... I did soda bread before and a few other ones, but I actually invested in like a little crock pot, no knead bread, a Pullman pan. Um, but I guess one thing I've always been working on has been, are you going to say pasta or pizza? Like, well, those are the two? Yeah. I'm essentially in the bread zone. That's also my 20 extra pounds is also shows that I'm in the bread fucking zone. Um, so... Uh, yeah, pizza crust was big. I guess I, I you know what I started making pizza crust because I miss being near an Italian bakery. We don't have things like that here in Dallas, at least. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you go to a little old Italian bakery, you can actually just buy dough for them for like three bucks and you make your fresh pizza. I think you can do that if you look for it. It's, it's not the same. It's not, there's less ma and pa stuff. Um, I actually just wanted fresh dough to make a pizza because I knew that it would be good. So I've tried a few recipes and you seem to like that. Mm-hmm. And we put whatever's on the pizza, really. Like sometimes it'll be intentionally, um, I guess the hot Hawaiian and, a, and maybe throw an egg on there. But like I've done like random leftovers of Thai or curry even. So like whatever goes on a pizza yeah. is in the fridge. That's what maybe we should do with the Thai leftovers. We can do what's on a pizza, throw it in. Mm, I don't think so. It. Mm, why don't you want to experiment? Why don't you want to go off recipe? Because they're not. It's not. It's not going off recipe. You put like marshmallows on a pizza once. You right. called it Halloweeny. I don't yeah, know. It was. It was no. It was not Halloweeny. Marshmallows are not. Marshmallows are a good cooking thing. I, I made a whole casserole like where we mash, uh, mush or the, the little tiny marshmallows on the top as well. Remember that? Was it sweet potatoes? Yeah. Yeah. That make that makes sense to me. This marshmallow on a pizza, it was still delicious. Listen, I've had potatoes on a pizza. They love it in Australia. I'm surprised you don't like that, Irish. I don't mind either way. Potatoes and like uh, sweet potatoes and regular potatoes on a pizza? Mm, maybe I'll make that. Would you eat it? Sure. Mm, we'll, we'll let you know how that goes. Okay, so pizza has been one. And then pasta. I guess I've been making more. I've been tapping into my roots. Uh, Nona Ida passed away. Uh, maybe like... <laughs> 15 years ago, 14 years ago. That's that's Nona for people who don't know what that is. Grandmother, Mamo in Ireland. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Grandma, Grammy. My father's mother uh, was off the boat from Italy, like my dad. And uh, she used to make a homemade everything, like noodles and linguine and ravioli and that. So I guess I was gifted from a trunk of someone's car, that weirdo we know. Edwin's car. He had two hand crank pasta makers, mm-hmm. maybe three. I, don't question it. Lots of wine bottles, and that was in the trunk. And we made that one day. That was like a while ago. That was like five or six years ago. Probably. More than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've been. I've been making pasta with like spinach because we had too much carrots because we had too much. Like we, I've made pasta with different things in it, and just making some regular fettuccine and other 
um, I guess flat pasta stuff now with it. So, and, and maybe bakery stuff. Cause like I said, a lot of flour. So what do you like? Like, what's your favorite thing that I'm working on? Like, what do you think I'm mastering head chef? Well, I think the lasagna is probably your main thing. Oh yeah. The big lasagna. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a bit... How could you forget about that? Um, I don't know. I've only made it twice, but I've enjoyed it. Lasagna from scratch is a lot of work, but delicious. And that's like everything, sauce, noodles, uh, I wish I could make the ricotta. So not the ricotta part, but I put ricotta, spinach, and it's from Samin Nasrat. She had a uh, uh, New York Times cooking, had open articles at one point. So thank God I saved it and saved the PDF because it's not open anymore. Um, but I could put a link to that in the notes if you want to try it. And it was a fun all-day activity that got me just doing things instead of... Um, like I like the video. Is that still up? Oh, yeah. There is still a video. It's probably on the YouTube, so I could probably find that. Yeah, it was like a 10-minute kind of fast uh, go through. Uh, I just think she, I just like her attitude on making things. And I think it, she makes it seem pretty accessible for people who aren't chefs. And she grew up going to Chez Panisse was the restaurant she worked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out in Berkeley. And they had like a pizza, stop, um, pizza kind of cafe. And she also went over to Italy. Um, I like her series on acid, salt, fat, heat, mm-hmm. maybe not in that order. Can't remember. It was Whatever. it was delicious. Yeah. So I like she inspired me to try focaccia bread. Going back to making noodles. She does a lot of hand rolled noodles. I got a little hand crank. I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, the lasagna was good. I just wish we could share with more people. Like I said, I, I like making it for, with more people. I guess it's fine for you, but and me. Well, we can't have anybody over in the house to share with the world anyway. So <sighs> they would. I know. Okay, those are. We used to do that every Friday, every Sunday. We used to have people Sunday cook and have people over. It was Misfits dinner, the family dinner? Yeah, we had a lot of friends. We had a couple of friends in the service industry, and then people would just come over. That I guess we're adopted family. So yeah, we we should when we get to start that up again. I can't wait because that makes sense. Um, so this and that, you and I cooking. What do we want to make when we can have friends again? Like, what are some recipes you want to try out, or some things you want to try out in general in your in your future? Mm, in terms of cooking, yeah. Um, well, the problem is again, like I'd like to do more lamb stuff, but you don't like lamb. Well, maybe it's just how you're cooking it. Have you thought about that? I would eat a lamb curry. Yeah, but then you eat stewing lamb. You don't get stewing lamb too much here. in America. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah, we have some different things. Okay, what else would you like to make then? Um, like, I like bison burgers and stuff. Yeah, well, that's just a burger. I mean, that's not complicated. You can just, like, bite a meat and make it same the same burger. Okay. But, yes, I mean, like, you can get that in Costco and get uh, bison meat. Is there, like, a recipe that you're thinking about trying out or that you haven't done in a while? When we could cook for people, what would you like to make? Mm, well, I think part of wanting to cook things is like going out and seeing what's available. Like what, what, are, fresh fruit, what are fresh foods that are there or just like wandering around a supermarket or a store and, and seeing what there is to cook with. I want to wander around a fresh produce stand, never mind supermarket or farmer's market or something. Yeah. I like that idea of like what's fresh and available and what can you make. Yeah. Um, do you miss inventing recipes or thinking things up now? Uh, I don't think as much. I mean, you can still do it if you want, but I mean, we're just like so busy. It's nice to have the, 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 um, ingredients and the recipes sort of delivered. 
Yeah, it's not a non for midweek at least. Yeah, it's non thinker during the work week because you don't have to prep. Because some people do food prep stuff and then they cook. That's a lot of work. Uh, Rachel Ray used to do that. She was a chef. Um, I can't do that. It seems like a lot of work on a Sunday or Monday. I don't know. But I guess that's what you do if you have kids and other things going on and you really just want some downtime. Um, what do you want to cook going forward? I don't know. I want to go back to my like Pasquini's Linguini food truck. It's probably not going to be. Actually, maybe that will be the thing in the pandemic. Just like Ron's food boat. Food boat. We had a friend that was in summer tropical maybe sink mm, i try to think i can't think of where it is st thomas maybe yeah side of the place yeah okay yeah and so there's a boat that had food <laughs> and the food boat they would stop by so he wanted to do that in lake michigan we'll see about that but the food truck we just made up the food boat it wasn't anywhere there wasn't no oh. we just made up trademark patent if we just made up on that song. On the food boat. Yeah, exactly. On the food boat. Okay. Well, I always wanted to do like a food truck or some sort of like pop-up. Like I don't know if I ever wanted to have a permanent place, but I like showing up and on demand making stuff for people. I think Edwin and I talked about that, going to people's houses and doing tastings. Like he does wine. He is a legit sommelier. But then having tastings is something else. I like that. Would you do that? Mm, I don't know if I want to go to and just like cook for rich people. And not wait that much money. How, how do you know? You're undercharging then, Faker. Don't undersell yourself. <laughs> no, like you, talk- you see, No, that sounds like work. Okay. You see, that doesn't okay. sound like fun. Oh, well, that's on you. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to think about what would I like to cook. Um, I guess some of the things I'm making like and sharing with people. That That's about it. I don't know if there's a new recipe per se. Maybe up my salad vegetable game a bit. I'd like more like veggies delivered. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we can make different things. Like I think maybe I was looking at that imperfect food. So I like to, like you said, if I can't go to a market, how do you invent something you're going to make out of what's given to you? So maybe there's like, what I would love is um, if and when we're at our new location is we get like a farm to like those farmer's baskets that they just deliver whatever. And you're like, all right, there you go. This is your... This is your hustle or basket of whatever, fruit, veg. Would you, that's what I want, I think. And then you figure out what you're going to do with that. Yeah, I think about doing that. I mean, uh, Mark and I, you know, my neighbors in um, Toronto used to do that every week. But then they, and they were actually vegetarians. So that's that's what they were going to eat. They were going to be able to food. But I think still they ended up having too much, basically. That, um, they no, they're doing it wrong. You can, you juice, you pickle. You, got, you do other things with it. So... There's other ways to preserve. That's depending on the size of your place in the first place. I know. Listen, this is why I'm shopping bigger for homes. Okay, so, and I, I th- no, because I think you and I will cook. And so looking at our next place is definitely kitchen reliant. Like we need a pantry. Yeah. I never, so we're used to having that anyways, let's say so. I am now. You've changed me. That's, you are used to it now, <laughs> Chef Moynihan. Yeah, I didn't have a pantry before this place. What did you do? Just go out and get the stuff? Yeah, yeah. There was enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you wouldn't store as much stuff. But then again, you're not going to store fresh stuff that much anyway. No, no. But if you had to pickle some extra beets or whatever. Never pickle anything in my life. No? No. We should maybe. Uh, maybe we should. Why? You're trying to like reduce what we have, not well, increase it. to put on like sambos or like add to a salad. Maybe a pickled something. I've been listening to my, too much home cooking. Thank you. Thank you, podcast. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So I'm going to do some sort of like 
fruit veg thing. Hey, there's always a smoothie ready to be made with a fruit. So or yeah, veg. I guess yeah. juicer smoothie. What are you gonna do? You haven't smoked in a while or, or barbecued in a while. Um, yeah, I've been using the sous vide because well, what we were supposed to get steak last week and you had one steak between mm-hmm. the two of us. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> it doesn't like doesn't make sense to even turn on the the, the barbecue at that stage. If you're going some like of us need one to, piece of, one small piece of meat. Some of us need to slim down, okay? And that some of us I may be talking about me, okay? I think we're talking about everybody. In this <laughs> like, Everyone in this room, Jack, you're included. Everyone's getting thrown under the fat bus. Um, well, I would say we were told by a friend. That there isn't much like Texas kind of barbecue and smoking up up in the Pacific Northwest, so I think that's how you're gonna have to make friends, Fierka. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll be packing the smoker and the barbecue. They're going with me. It's gonna have a trailer. It's gonna be really, really ridiculous. <laughs> Towing off my Corolla? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So this, that, and the other. So we have uh, cook one, cook two. Cook two is still under the sous, uh, the main chef. Cook one. <laughs> and but no i do appreciate i think it makes a difference if you're willing to learn and work on it together and and or be patient with each other trying recipes yeah and well it helps to be not fussy as well and to like eat pretty much anything like both of us will eat pretty much anything as well open-minded except you don't like feta and olives mm-hmm. and something else really delicious like anchovies some of the cheeses you're touch and go on I yeah think. But, like, I used to eat no cheese whatsoever, so, like, I've expanded a lot since those days. You would not fit well in Minnesota or, or <laughs> Wisconsin, up up north. Uh, yeah, no, I think it, it makes a difference to your palate. And I think expanding your palate or being open to that or trying something or not telling the other person what it is and then telling them afterwards, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's like what, what? I don't know. That happened when we were younger. Like, someone said it was chicken. It was rabbit. I was like, this tastes like a weird chicken. Oh, yeah, this is what Italians do. They're like, well, no, that's that's what my, my brother wouldn't eat chicken either. So every time we had chicken, everybody else got chicken and he got turkey. Sure. Turkey in air quotes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess as you get older, your palate changes a bit, but maybe your skills in cooking could change. So there's there's hopes for people to do that. Yeah. And your palate can change as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, is there any advice you have for future aspiring chefs? In the kitchen, or those are just getting started now because they have to. Yeah, I'd say have a good knife, a good sharp knife that you can use. Um, have a few good pans, and don't be afraid to experiment with stuff. Yeah, I think um, some decent oil. Uh, if you can get some quality olive oil for cooking, um, you're into like I think a nice salt is actually quite kind of good. Like a kosher salt. Um, what else? Yeah, it depends. It's not worth if you're just starting off. It's not worth getting into like that level of you don't want to worry about stuff like that. It's not. It's not going to have. But you're always going to need salt and oil for yeah, cooking. Yeah. So invest in something. It doesn't have to be high end stuff. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself some of that materials. Um, good cutting board. Mm-hmm. That's probably washable, like not not wooden. I guess if you're cutting meats and other stuff. Um be prepared to mess up and burn things and be okay with that. Yep. And have backup plan. Uh, go back to that grilled cheese option I mentioned earlier. And clean as you go. Clean it. What? That's not, mm, I guess. That's what you should do. You should clean as you go? Yep. Well, if you're only going to have one or two pants turned off, you have to anyways, I guess. Um, other th- Another tool I'd say, a sieve. 
or something to rinse things in. It's yeah. like a sieve. Or a colander. Colander. Okay, those are the words I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, and for this one's for you, Fikra, an apron. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or just don't wear good clothes while you're cooking. <laughs> you have some play clothes. Have some cooking clothes on. Yeah, you might get some oil and grease on your favorite shirts and be upset with yourself later. So. Nah. Yeah. That's what you... Um, no, I think it's... Start out some, some things and experiment. I think there's lots of great videos to watch online and learn from or be inspired from. And uh, just don't watch them. Go and do this stuff too, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one of the great things about like YouTube. If you like put in some ingredients, you can find... They'll show you exactly what you do, how you do it and, and how long and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's... Even if you just have some things to throw together, you can probably find something online that'll that'll help you if you're to get you started. Like you have a whole sack of potatoes that are gonna go off. You gotta make something with. You can go potatoes, chickpeas. What do I make? I found a really good curry. That's gonna be our <laughs> solve for that one. But like, I also think um, if even if you don't have an item and you're don't let that stop you because there's always substitute. That's why I like the internet. So you can go sub for milk for something for some sort of cake. They're like applesauce or something else like. Uh, you can always have a sub in there. It works out. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Most of the times it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, we have other philosophies. Well, this is another one of this, that, and the other. And uh, obviously we don't agree. We, we agree to disagree on some things. Yeah, that's fine. To each your own cooking method, whether it's by the rules and orders of the steps or... Just randomly <laughs> picked out of the air. Uh, Swedish chef in it, like the Muppets. That's right. Smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, ch- you pick and choose. Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. If you're a family or friend listening to this, you know how to find us. So let's catch up. Until then, we'll be chatting about this, that, and the other.